Hi, welcome to Infusion, the podcast. I'm comedian Chris Patrick, a.k.a. Self-Proclaimed Power Man, and I'm here with my co-host and significant other, the one and only Rach. Now, today, if you've listened to last week's podcast, I thought this only happens to soldiers, but it happens to a lot of people who have had some traumatic or stress in their life. We're talking about post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD. So, Rach, what can you tell the listeners about PTSD? So, yeah, uh, Chris, um, you know PTSD from our combat exposure, but there's many other um, PTSD causes. So the most common form is sexual assault. Sexual assault. So you're talking like, you know, rape or incest or stuff like that, you know, that's happened to um, kids, um, uh, women, men, a, a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Is that is that what you're getting at? That's, that's exactly where I'm getting at. Okay, and I know, like I said, I thought this only happens to soldiers, people coming back, or soldiers coming back from, from combat and stuff. First of all, let's hear it for the soldiers. People coming back from um, combat and stuff like that who've seen their brothers fall and stuff like that, who've come back and, it's, and have um, suffered from PTSD. But what are other things about PTSD that people don't know? So, um, the most common form is from sexual assault, but you probably mm, heard it again most from the combat exposure, and that probably came from the American Sniper movie from Chris Kyle, uh, the soldier. Yeah, seen the movie. Seen the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and then um, the a private war from Marie Colvin, the reporter. Okay, haven't haven't is that a documentary or that was a documentary? Okay, haven't haven't seen that one, but but what it, now? What the view, what the listeners don't know is that you too, you've been on the front lines um, working with COVID patients um, with uh, through the pandemic, and you too also also suffer from PTSD. But let's hear it for all the frontline workers out there at the hospitals who are dealing with COVID patients and helping us get through this. Yeah, so mine actually comes from natural calamities. That's one of my forms. Okay, so explain more about that. So natural calamities can come from building fires, pandemics, and Mother Nature. Okay, building fires, pandemics. So, so how do you how do you suffer from it? How you yourself? Um, because of pandemics, um, I, um, as you know, when we went into the Mall of America where you were just completely confused and didn't understand. Yeah, she like told me she's like, I got I'm I'm got PTSD. I'm like, you're not a soldier. But you know, hey, I was I was and I admit it, I was dumb to the fact I didn't know. I'm like, everybody has a mask on, everybody's fine. What, what's your problem? You're not a soldier. What do you PT But learning and and doing research on this podcast, I learned that a lot of people do suffer from it like we have, like we've said, you know, people from sexual assault and other and other traumatic things that have happened in your life, you can suffer from PTSD. So explain more about that and how you're going through this. So, yeah, um, even going through um, understanding it for this podcast, I understand now you were telling me to try and explain it to you that day. And I said, I see people in hospital beds. And you're like, what are you talking about? And now I understand that is called a flashback. Okay, you had so you're having flashbacks of that, you know, because like I said, and we gave a shout out to your frontline worker, and and what exactly is your occupation? Tell tell me exactly what your occupation is. So I'm an NST, so I work direct as direct care in the hospital. I love my job. I wouldn't do anything else. I work right there with the nurses and doctors. Okay, and then how do you, how did you how did this come about? 
you getting this um, PTSD? So um, just gowning up and gowning down, going right into the patients' rooms. I have no fear still to this day of going into the patients' rooms. I love my patients. I would never not step into a patients' room, but... Because of gowning up and gowning down and walking into a patient's room with it, I had to come home to my family. And because there was no shots available or anything like that, I still had that fear inside of me. Will I bring this home to my family? Okay. And then and then how, how are you dealing with, how, tell them how you're dealing with working with PTSD and working with it and working through this. So... All people with PTSD, if you, we are not professionals. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, we are, we are not professionals. We are not licensed doctors, and we are not certified physicians. But if you do suffer from any of these symptoms that we are talking about, please, please, please seek professional help. So that being said, for myself, I am getting counseling, and I am also starting to walk through the steps. I Take adaptive from doTERRA that is a natural supplement from an essential oil company. There are many other forms of anxiety medicine out there. Also, I am starting to, because before the pandemic, we were able to go to concerts and be able to be out in the public without me having flashbacks or any um, uh, panic attacks for me. So I am starting to get more and more out in public, just slowly getting out there. And um, just last week, I was able to go to the George Floyd um, memorial with my daughters without having any symptoms, um, just slowly going back out in public, just doing some breathing techniques. So it's it's typically like a baby step type, baby steps type of thing, you know. You got to slowly, slowly, you know, um, more or less walk before you can run. You can't like go like go to a concert, you know, um, what is it, 20,000, 30,000 people in there Right now, it's not the time, and for unfortunately, there's not a lot of concerts going on right now. But you got you got to take baby steps before you can go into something big like that. Am I right? Very much so. Very much so. Okay, and then um, what are what are other things about PTSD that the viewer, the listeners need to know? So one of the things that we didn't talk about was it can also happen in serious accidents. Um, if um, um, you can also in um, it's known that you can inherit the mm, vulnerability. So, if somebody um, in your family has had PTSD, or um, more than one of your family members have had it, you are more. Um, liable to have it yourself yeah and which is interesting too because you got a father and a brother who are soldiers are yes. were soldiers yes were they national guard or national guard um, yeah national guard yep. yeah and um i don't want to claim that my brother had ptsd but he did go through a serious serious thing that um in the future we could probably talk about with my brother about and um 
he could probably go more into detail about what happened. Um, so um, just going on from there, um, like what I was saying, you can have a close family member or more than one family member that has had PTSD. Um, there is 7 to 8% of the global population suffers from this, and women are at a higher rate than men. So why, why do you think, why is it that women are at a higher rate than this than men? Well, men would say because we're emotionally, hmm. <laughs> You're all just crazy. <laughs> well, no, we're not, we're not crazy. Women are just plain crazy. <laughs> no, we're not crazy, thank you, men. <laughs> but we are emotionally more, hmm. We are emotionally more. So, and this is an emotional thing. So what are what are steps to is 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 this curable? I mean, does these do these traumas um, hang with you for the, like the rest of your life, or is this something that that can be cured, or something you can get over, or something you know? I never want to say the word cure. Okay, we can't say the word cured. Is this something you can get over, or something you can you know? You can work towards getting it better if you want to work towards getting it better. You could also lock yourself up. And never want to deal with a problem, and I. Which which a lot of which sometimes a lot of us a lot of us do. Yes. And I've always felt that you know when you have when you have a problem and you have something something um, going in your life, you, the best thing to do is to face it. And um, there's also a sad thing too is that um, some of these people may get on drugs or get on something that they shouldn't be on, and I'm talking prescription drugs and illegal drugs. Yes, so we can self-medicate ourselves just to get over what we're feeling. We are, a lot of people in this world do that. Yeah, well, I remember um, a few years ago, um, I suffered um, within within a within a, a span of maybe like five years. I suffered three major deaths: my my older brother, my mother, and my father. And uh, didn't take any drugs, didn't do anything. I was trying to find a psychologist, and I wanted to find a black woman psychologist because I feel that they know a little bit more about the the African American experience, you know. And um, but one of the things I did, I was in the gym with my friend Jr. and we were working out. And he goes, "Me and my sister were talking about you." Like, what do you mean? He's like, "Well, we were we were surprised that you suffered these three major deaths in your life, and that you didn't take one drug, you didn't do anything." And I was like, "Don't." Well, that's why I'm here, you know, working it out in here and stuff like that. So sometimes with with something like this, with something like this that we, you know, they they self-medicate or, and sometimes doctors overprescribe this stuff, you know. But so there are other ways and um psychologists and people out there that you could talk to to help get through this. Yeah, and again, we reiterate that if you are suffering from this, please get help. You don't need to be locked up inside of yourself feeling these problems, and you don't need to be suffering from this when there is help. Yeah, definitely, definitely find somebody to talk to, or um, and I'm I'm sure there are people out there that that could um, that you could probably talk to for free and stuff like that. And another thing that is a misconception is people don't understand that um, you yourself could be suffering from it if somebody that you love has had a natural calamity or any of these problems you yourself could have ptsd okay yeah so you can uh, you you could get ptsd like if you chris 
went through something traumatic, I could get PTSD because I witnessed you. Because you witnessed me. Okay. So a lot of people don't understand that either. Yeah. Um, but um, one last misconception is people um, can link PTSD with anger. And it's not anger. It's the person's feeling frustrated and lost and confused and they don't know what to do. And they need a lot of love and support to get through this moment. And when you're feeling that, you know, and again, we, we can, we can um, reiterate that when you are feeling that, that's a perfect time to talk to somebody or try to talk to somebody, you know, um, to seek professional help, um, our medical help or psychologist, just somebody you can talk to to help, to help get, get you through this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There, there's steps, there's help. You know, you don't have to get through this. There's flat, I mean, you, there's so many things that a person with PTSD is going through. Um, just to go through some of those side, mm, side effects, there's depression, fear, anxiety, isolation. Ang they get anger because of all this sadness. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, you said one of the things you said was uh, accidents, you know, like like a car accident or something like that. I've known people who've had car accidents and were afraid to drive on a certain freeway again, or or were afraid to even drive on the freeway, you know, or some were even afraid to drive again, you know. Yeah, um, you don't know this, but um, I had Denzel and the girls in the car. This is before Colin and Vanessa were born, and Colin and Vanessa's our our youngest kids. <laughs> And um, Denzel... Um, Denzel's their son. And Denzel was the oldest and way too young to be sitting in the front, but I was way too young to be having kids. I started having kids when I was 19, and for those young moms out there, you know, I feel you. I, I was a young mom, too. Anyways, continuing with the story. Um, so um, Denzel was sitting up front, and I hit a deer. And Denzel got glass in his eye. And I was terrified what was going on with my son. And I was terrified to get behind the wheel again. So how, so how long did, so which was a form of, there was, there was a trauma, which can also, which was a form of PTSD. Yep. And it, and my PTSD was not at, um, the level that it is now, and I, I don't know if necessarily call would call it PTSD at that time. It was trauma. It was definitely yeah. a trauma. Yeah. Um, and it didn't take me long to get behind the wheel because I was a mother. You know. Yeah. You get you you do what you got to do for your family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that's why I could go um, and um, to the George Floyd Memorial with Maxine and Zoe. You know, um, because Zoe really wanted to get down there and celebrate. Um, and I could get through the crowd because Maxine was starving. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she wanted some food. And Maxine and Zoe are oldest daughters. And um, what happened was, as you all know, Eric Chauvin was found guilty. So there was a um, thing down by the George Foyle Memorial. And as you know, we are from um, Minneapolis. So there was a thing down there that they went down there. I was working, so they went down there to see to see this and to see what was going on and um the people down there that were um 
I wouldn't say celebrate, but we're happy because of the outcome, because there's finally there was finally justice in this case. And on May 25th, me and the family are going to go march on George Floyd Day um, from 7 to 10. So very excited to do that. Um, I'll just stand back a little bit and um, march with my family. And please, um, if any of you um, feel this injustice, as uh, Reverend King said, injustice for some leads to injustice for all, um, May 25th, um, Maybe with the next podcast, we'll give you guys details and all that, where to go and where this where this is happening at. Um, we do urge you um, to stand, and if you can't make it, that's fine too, but we do urge you to go down there and stand and stand for injustice and stand for, um, for justice for all. And what Zoe would say is, please wear your mask. <laughs> yeah, please wear your mask. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've talked about this, but... Um, what are some ways to, um, as I, as I said before, to see light in the end of the tunnel, what are some ways to get through this and to, and to, um, you know, live your life, you know, um, move, move on, move on from this. And it, it, and don't get me wrong. Cause it, it is very hard to get through some trauma and some trauma you can't get through some trauma you can put behind, you can put behind in the back of your mind and try and move on. But there are also ways to get through this. So what are some ways and some things you can do to get through this to see light at the end of the tunnel? So, yeah. Um, some of the symptoms that we missed was hypervigilance, um, and recurring nightmares. So to get out of this, um, just last thoughts on that was, um, I will reiterate one more time because it's just helped me so much is counseling. Um, in fact, I worked with two counselors to start getting where I am. And um, you don't need two counselors. You definitely don't. I well, can you explain counselors as far as being a health, a health line worker as far for our listeners as far as the cost or anything like that? So I started with one counselor because the work provided it. And then I, um, while I was working with her, my, provi- my, my um, doctor lined up my current therapist. And um, now I am seeing my new therapist. So um, both of them were beautiful, beautiful people to help me go. But was that was that available to frontline workers too? Um, the first one was available because I work at the hospital, and the second one was available through my insurance. Okay, okay, so yeah, insurance does cover this. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so um, yeah, therapy, um, and then. If you can't afford therapy, find somebody to talk to. There's also free therapy out there. I don't know if anybody's aware of that. Um, through the community, most communities provide free therapy, so please look into that. Um, when I was very low income, they most communities do provide free uh, therapy. So um, please look into that if you can't afford it. There there are resources out there for you. You are not alone. Um, And um, if you do not find that in your community, please, please find somebody to talk to. There is help, um, even if it's a good friend. Um, And then there's um, natural and medical 
um, drugs out there for you or um, alternative um, medicines out there for you. And then just starting to walk the steps like I am and um, so slowly getting uh, um, past where your anxieties lie. Okay. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned there are um, drugs out there for you, um, natural and stuff drugs. As far as the natural stuff, um, we're, we're good places to go. You don't, you don't just go and say, oh, this is a natural drug. I'm going to tell you. We're places to go. You can help um, for people that can um, go and get this stuff and learn more information about this. You can also, one way I know, you can Google it. There's other things, too. So I have a naturalist in Minneapolis. He's amazing. Um, and then I also get my natural anxiety medication through doTERRA. doTERRA is an amazing company that in the future we will be talking about why they are such an amazing company. And um, like I said, there are um, anxiety medications. Now, beware these anxiety medications can get you addicted. Um, they are good in the short term, but in the long term, they are not good to um, stay on. It is always good to walk through the steps, not always rely on medication. Not saying that all medications are addictive. I am on medic on western medicine and i'm on eastern medicine um uh eastern so that's why we're doing um that's why we're moving on this because um we strongly believe that there is good health in um both both avenues and google is google is a good thing too i think if you google natural natural um health medicines or natural medicines for ptsd and like she said she works with an an herbalist an herbalist, <laughs> an herbalist. Yes. um i think what wasn't it present moments yep present, present moments, moments in minneapolis if you're from the minneapolis area uh just google present moments and call them up and um they give you they're really good at giving information and talking and um setting up appointments and stuff like that yeah so um, I think that's our, mm, we're gonna wrap it up. But you guys, um, please, please, um, if you have any thoughts of future po- mm, podcasts for us, we are willing to listen to anything. Um, we are happy to be moving on in this podcast and future episodes um, in our YouTube video. Yeah, um, the show will be coming up soon. Infusion, the YouTube channel will be coming up. You can see, you can see interviews. You'll be able to see more video and interviews, and you'll be hit. You'll be able to some of the people that will have, be on the show. will also have on the podcast with longer interviews on the podcast. So, like we said before, we are not professional doctors. We are not certified physicians. If you seek any of these, any of these um, symptoms or anything like that from PTSD. Please, please, please seek professional help. All right. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Okay. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Infusion, the podcast. I'm Chris, a.k.a. Self-Proclaimed Power Man, and I'm here with my and my significant other, Rach. Hey, you guys. Have a great day. Thanks a lot for joining us. Remember, (laughs) it's never too late to start feeling good. (laughs) 